Uh, hey, what's up? It's another episode of the Hella Curious Podcast. Um, I don't know why the echo was on that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. First of all, if this is your first time listening, please follow us on Instagram at Hella Curious Pod. We follow back. We like pictures. You know what I'm saying? We give positive feedback. If it's your first time or if you've been a loyal listener um, right now, as you're hearing this, DM us a question, topic, shout outs, even anything, you know, we'll read on the next on the next episode. Um, shout out to everybody who's been supporting us and everything like that. You know, it's been this year has been kind of crazy, but we appreciate everybody listening and giving us feedback and really tuning in to all of this. All of this nonsense, all of this poppycock, if you will. <laughs> Why does no one say poppycock anymore? I feel like that. I'm gonna ask a little Uzi, you know, and be like, yo, in the next song, be like, it's a whole lot of poppycock. Anyway, um, this episode, <laughs> this new episode, we had uh, my man um, Josh on, my man Lightweight J. We talked about a lot of stuff, actually. We talked about the HBCU experience, we talked a lot about just old trends we we dove into the greatness of ray j the goat the goat ray j ronald j i I don't know if his first name is ronald his first name might actually just be ray but um yeah we talked about lunchables and how you know the the uh socioeconomic shift of elementary school was you know forever shifted when lunchables started popping up but uh yeah we had some fun like i said follow us on instagram helicarious pod Send in questions, spam us really. Anytime, what I'm really what I'm going for is anytime you have anything that you don't have an answer to, that's when you could DM, DM us. You know, if you're drunk, if you're on a bender, if you're at church, just shoot us a DM and you know what I'm saying? We'll get to your questions or your concerns, anything like that will be addressed. So, yeah, here's the episode and. Uh, I don't know. Wash your hands, maybe. You, no, not maybe. Absolutely, wash your hands. The only thing that I'm doing this weekend is chilling and staying in the house. Right. And maybe right. watching the Super Bowl, and that's it. Like, that's it. Hey, all my plans involve staying in the house, and I don't know, maybe seeing what new movie Denzel is in. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that new shit he was in with uh, Jared Leto? The thing with Jared Leto, like Rami Malik. Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw I watched it with my dad and like we both looked at each other and went, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah. I've watched it with my girl. We was like, huh? Like I think I think it was really trying to out the what really made me tight is when I explained the movie, it made me use all these like English words that I haven't used since I was mm-hmm. taking classes. It's like yeah. how like I, I said, oh, there was rising actions and falling actions, but no climax. <laughs> and I'm like, how dare you have me using these words? Yeah, like, no, nah, the, the climax didn't really happen until, like, the end of the, end of the film. And, but, like, like, what was the climax, really? It was like, oh, is he the killer? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and that just ended just out of nowhere. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. And then my dad looked at me just like, yeah, I think he's the killer. I was like, what? <laughs> mm, I didn't even like, think about that. It was one of those, it was interesting. Like, it wasn't bad. Like, I think it was, I think it was one of those films where it's just like, they put a lot of star power like in it. Like, the yeah, emphasis was the star sure. power. The emphasis was three Academy Award winners like in one film. And like, yeah. I'm thinking, oh, all right, cool. So it's, 
it's like that. It's gonna be one of those films, like yeah, if exactly. It's not be nominated this year. It's, it's next year type shit. So, exactly. Um, I don't know how to feel <laughs> at the end of it. True. I like. I don't know what they was getting at. It was kind of like you know, we'll figure it out. I guess so. I but Han, Han. Speaking of Han, Han. said booty hole on national radio. <laughs> That's insane. Meanwhile, Charlemagne do what he do and just co-signed immediately. <laughs> Honestly, though, I feel Charlemagne in that aspect where it's like, if you if someone's going crazy, I kind of just want to see them go, you know? Like, if you... If, if Ray J's going to call up the station and be like, yo... I'm dudes that like dudes and his booty hole and whatnot. I kind of want to see where <laughs> he goes with this. Nah, for real, where, where the apex would be. And the same part, it was cut off. So, like, I'm, I'm not even sure what the full bit of that was. Nah. I'm not even fully sure. Nah. Um, he could have expounded upon that exponentially. Yeah. yeah, for, like, 10 minutes. I'm pretty sure that sounds like a razor thing to do. 10 minutes. To <laughs> get him ten minutes, and whatever come out is not just comes out, and that's that's it. There's nothing really much you can do about it, much to say. I liked how Angela Yee was there, uh-huh. and like <laughs> she just I don't know where her two cents. She was like, "Oh wow, oh my god." <laughs> I feel like I feel like that that show is built that like no one there is there for conflict resolution. <laughs> like, everyone is that show is constructed to only make things gaslight. Yeah, everything is gaslit. <laughs> only, yeah, it's it's not it's not really. If you go, if you go to the Breakfast Club, you're not finna go there with an issue and come back with, oh, I see what you have meant. You know, I'm really seeing mm-hmm. the error of my wrongs. You know, it's only the, <laughs> oh, you wanna you wanna threat some people some more. We got you, we Birdman. Got you. <laughs> Birdman, you want to talk about people not putting respect in your name? Yeah, that was oh, that yeah, was definitely nah. the top. Who, yeah. how do you think it's overlooked the just sheer, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Just the way Ray J has kind of dominated the culture. Do you think it's overlooked? It's overlooked. Um, that's interesting that you asked that because. I've, I've def- someone's definitely asked me this before, like just about uh-huh. Ray J, like and yeah. like his stature and how like he's permeated not just black culture, but just overall, just like pop and yeah. shit like that. Exactly. Um, he um he was everywhere. That's a man that like like you know how like niggas used to say 
Um, what's what's his name? Ryan Seacrest. He can keep the uh, job. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. He he liked that. Like, Ray J is the black Lee. Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he used to say the same thing about Nick Cannon too. Yeah, same with Nick Cannon. Nick, Nick Cannon is also in that camp for the for the culture. But but Ray J, bro, like, mm-hmm. there's just way too many like nigga moments that he's had to the point where it's just where it's just like it puts him like. I can't even say it puts him above. Like it just puts him in a different category. But it, I don't think it's overlooked because you have people in the realm of like who watch reality TV yeah. and they know Ray J in that aspect. Uh-huh. And then you know you have <laughs> music, which oh, is oh. the smaller part. <laughs> I can't. I can't even name a Ray J hit other than like the joint with what with Bobby Brackens when he produced it. I hit it first. Bobby Brackens? What's Bobby no, Brackens doing now? They had, they, he, had, he had one wish, right? He had one wish. And he had, mm. um, uh, oh, how am I blinking? This is my, this is one of my ringtones. Uh, <laughs> this is one of my ringtones. I'm blinking like that. Um, like, hold up, wait a minute, I think it's called. He did that song. Sexy Can I? No, but yes, but oh, also, but sexy can I one of those? Also, sexy can I is one of those. He has he has hits. I hit it first is maybe the most pettiest song out. Maybe not. It's definitely in my top top five of petty songs. I hit it first without a doubt. I hit it first. No one asked him for that, and he was like, you know what? He was sitting at home and was like, you know what? Streets need this, and he dropped he did the whole song. <laughs> Well, I hit it, I hit it, and then was like, I don't know who this song is about. <laughs> this song is mad vague. <laughs> Even though- it was like cover art, and it was Kim Kardashian like on the beach. I'm not sure like if that was the main cover art, but I remember like back in the day when, when it was. Yeah. So like the music that niggas that I was downloading like back then, I was I was super like. Just in my head, like everyone I ever downloaded stuff. So like, whenever yeah. I downloaded music, I had to make sure I got put in the right artist category. Uh-huh. I had to put it in the right song category. I had Absolutely. to make sure like, it was everywhere. I had to make sure I get the right cover art, like all that. And I saw <laughs> it. It's like that can't be it, but I, I just, I think it's funny. So like, why not? That's the actual <laughs> wow. Also, in the music video, it was like a, ho- <laughs> it was like a hologram. Uh, Kim Kardashian, and it was yes. like clearly her, and he was still like, "Hey, man, it could be anyone, really." <laughs> <laughs> and then he had he had the video with the beanie. Have you yeah. seen the video with the beanie? Where it's from the yeah. reality show, and the and camera like, keeps sh- cut, and his beanie's in a bro, separate location. It's in a separate location, That's bro. Nah, he's different. Yeah, different. No, nah, he definitely does deserve like his cultural relevancy award. Certified, built different, like for sure. Like when award shows really come back, he needs one of those like BET Lifetime Achievement Awards. <laughs> I, I think you're about to say something like he should host like the Grammys or something like that, which I wouldn't be opposed. Also, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I would like that still. To, <laughs> to, okay, so who would you say is your favorite G Unit member? My favorite G Unit. <laughs> bro it, I don't know why, I'm just gonna say 50 off rip but then like I'm thinking about um Tony Yayo see thank you <laughs> isn't it so easy to Tony, Yeo Tony might Yeo? be my next favorite me- member you know what I mean I guess the first one that comes to mind was just like 
You got to think about how many niggas in jeans back then. There was anyone who anyone who wore a bulletproof vest was in G Unit. Really, they had was, they had so many just like outside members. It was like Wu Tang almost. Where it's like, yeah, you had the main people, but you also had these like I don't. They had some dude on there named Money. That was the name. It was just Money. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> he had no songs. He wasn't on the features. He was like, "Oh yeah," and I, I think I remember my cousin was listening to a Junior album. He's like, "Oh yeah, they got Game, they got Tony Yayo, they got Lloyd Banks, they got Money." He's like, "Who the fuck, <laughs> Who the fuck is Money?" money? <laughs> he wasn't on the Massacre, was he? No, no. Was he on no. Lloyd Banks? Shit? No. Oh, well, who's Money? Hey, Honestly, G Unit, the vest is like today. That's the four PSA. <laughs> no, yes, yes. <laughs> all junior apparel. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely was there. Like Man, I had, like I had the junior jeans. Yep. <laughs> I had these pair of junior jeans where the the back pocket had was split into like four different. So it was one yeah. big back pocket, and it had the four oh. different compartments. I was like, I could hide. I could hide mad do rags in here. <laughs> I got mad that's, stuff in here. That's a New York staple. Like everything like G Unit, bro. I never had a pair of the sneakers. I'm not sure yeah. what the name was, but you know the G Unit, like the, the Air Force ones. That look, yeah, yeah, Air Force pretty ones. Much. And it just yeah. and it just had like the G Unit emblem like, on the side, like the subtle, small, and subtle. Of course, honestly, it's just kind of hot. Like we could we could probably bring that back shit back. And, oh yeah, all I, all the like, old apparel stuff. I think is. Is definitely ripe for a comeback because I'm. I say if if Fila could come back and Champion be mad expensive now, anything could you. be. <laughs> 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 not even not even not on Champion because they make like quality like, stuff, like yeah. the reverse weave, the yeah. hoodie, the sweats. Like those are classics. Like those are staples. But then like when it did come back the way it did, and it just. The logo was on steroids. Yeah, you know, the, the designer champion <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I was like, what? It was it was too much and it was excessive and it was it reminded me everything bad about the beauty supply store. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me everything bad about the beauty supply store because you that's a, that would be the type of place where you just find stuff like that. And that's not a knock, like a knock on the beauty supply store. Of course not. No. That's, that's a cultural center. Yeah, the, the beauty supply store is very much so like a cultural stamp in the neighborhood. Like, And you can tell like there's a difference between like the regular beauty supply stores and then there's mm-hmm. the mad ethnic ones with all mm-hmm. the... You could get any wig you want. You could get, mm-hmm. they have every do-rag color. They have every type of grease, you know, gel, all that stuff. Yep. Going back to G-Unit, I always, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Young Buck. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like he did, he gets done the worst out of all of them. Because no one talks about Tony Yeo anymore. Everyone, <laughs> mad people love Lloyd Banks. Like, mm-hmm. game is the game. But Young Buck just he, he always gets like stepped on. Like when they did that whole G Unit reunion for one summer jam, I forget what year it was. They sure. was they were saying online that Young Buck took a mega bus there 
And, <laughs> and and after they perform, Fifty One let him hang with hey, him. Like, yo. They all hopped in the jet, and they told Young Bucky got to go to Port Authority. <laughs> give him credit. You gotta give him credit, like where credit is due. Like, but you just saying, just like they made him <laughs> the mega bus. <laughs> <laughs> Not the mega bus. If they said any, if they said like a Greyhound or any other, like a, maybe the Peter Pan, but. Yeah, the megabus, I mean, not the megabus. I mean, sick part is the megabus not even that bad. Like in hindsight, you could you could at least for me, I don't know. I've never had a bad megabus travel story. Um, uh huh. I think I think megabus for me has been pretty okay. Like every time I've been on it, it's been uh-huh. solid. I've been I've gotten places early, actually, like uh-huh. 10, 15 minutes early. <laughs> yes, that's rare. Um, whereas like I hear. <laughs> horror stories from people about Megabus and I fall asleep next to a stranger. So everything's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> well I mean this is this is also pre COVID too. I mean I imagine like oh. being on Megabus right now probably just like hell shit. So So what you you went to uh you went to a HBCU right correct? Yes sir the Hampton University. So what was what was actually that like? Because I think for people for for black people, usually have a different college experience when they go to like these PWIs or whatever. But yeah. you know, going to a <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of bullshit. But I know. But what was kind of like the experience? Like what? Like as far as like going into it, like what you thought it was gonna be versus like what it was and stuff like that. Okay. Um. Well, where I even start with this? I think like my first eye or like per purveying into like HBCU culture was mm-hmm. one I, I think I was just born into my dad he went to North Carolina A&T for a little bit mm-hmm. so like growing up learning about like homecoming culture you know stuff like that it was, it was ingrained because I remember going down to Greensboro you know, once yeah. or twice and saw kind of how what that was like um, about the time I was like 10 or 11 that's when my sister was getting ready to go to college mm-hmm. and she went to Delaware State Okay. Which is uh, another uh, HBCU. So I've been around HBCUs pretty much like, yeah, I, yeah, pretty much for the majority of my life. And I know people who've been there. Um, I never thought that I was probably going to go to one. I wasn't too sure what I was going to go or where I was going to go to at some point. All I just know was at that time, I liked college basketball and I liked uh-huh. UNC. Uh, that's like the place in the world, it's like I like the Tar Heels, bro. Like that yeah. makes sense. So, um, on top of just like living in a predominantly uh, white space, too, that also just mm-hmm. had an effect, I guess, on me in terms of just like you know education and you know where I want to go to after and, and you know yeah. stuff like that. Um, so I remember kind of stumbling upon Hampton because a family member of mine went to Hampton. Yeah, and. She enjoyed it. It was cool. Um, she's doing big things now. Me, I didn't know if it was going to be for me either until, like, I visited there, like, mm-hmm. the second time. The first time, it was cold and dreary. I just finished visiting Howard in Georgetown. We already going on. We already saw other colleges, so I'm tired. Yeah, those um, colleges. You, you know what I mean? You're never in a good mood. <laughs> it's never like, oh, yeah. Like, I can't wait to see stuff. It's always no. Uh, you know what I mean? Be- like, you're tired. You're tired, like, after a while. Like, you... There were days you could skip school, like to go visit colleges. That's yeah. supposed to be fun, and 
Exactly. They just weren't sometimes. <laughs> no, they really weren't. Like a lot of costumes just weren't fun. And then you, since it was like important, like you had to be attentive and ask mad questions. Mm-hmm. You don't know if like you're gonna end up going here. Like when I went on the visit to the school, I ended up going to that. I remember that whole day. I was like, I don't want to be here. Like I just want to go home. I didn't ask no questions. I didn't like do any like. Ooh, this <laughs> looks nice. I was like, dog. I'm not trying to be here. I want to go. Like I want to try to play some Halo. <laughs> it's cutting into my Halo time. It's cutting into my Forge and Slayer time, bro. It's at double XP weekend, huh? <laughs> Yo, dead <laughs> ass. It was, I'm trying to play some Griff Ball. <laughs> ah, oh, I'm trying to play some kid. Griff Ball. And you know what I'm saying? This is insane right now. Yeah. So, yeah, it was definitely. That first time this thing was dreary, whatever, and it was yeah. an old ass place, like all these old ass buildings, whatever. And I'm just like, bro, like, fuck out of here. I'm not, I'm not feeling this. Mm-hmm. Second time I went back uh, was for open house, and uh, a family friend from our church uh, was in the senior year at that time, and I hung out with him for the day. Mm-hmm. And pretty much that's when I got more so, like, the student aspect. I was like, so, like, what is it really like here? And like, one, it was really like here. And I love he those. kept thinking real with me like you yeah. went to the basketball game just told me like um when you find your people it's gonna be amazing this school is it is what it is you're gonna you're yeah. gonna admit, you'll make it based on however you decide to make it but once you find your people i promise you like it it gets that much more better here so yeah that was his advice and that was that and i took that seriously and like yeah also too when i was there open house um there was a lot more people there, and they had a lot of fine young women from all over the place I've never seen before in my entire life. Uh, okay. Yes, I, so that, that I don't. That was a big part. Like there, were, I remember that weekend there. There were people that there were dudes there just feeding. Of course, I wasn't like that. They're just oh yeah, I could pull up on her and and bat her ha ha ha. And I'm just, <laughs> just looking like okay, cool, all right. And you know, I'm 17 you know, and like I'm still trying to figure out my superpower when it comes to talking to young women. So it's just like yeah. all right, cool. I guess like go ahead and do that, bro. Yo, go off, um, King. Go off. <laughs> if that's your style, that's, that's your style. It's open house, bro. You're not even here yet. You trying to get at a girl who may or may not even be here next year. So that's, right, don't that's. Yo, that's... <laughs> It was always it's, it's the open house, and even when you do decide to go, like that orientation weekend, it's like, yo, mm-hmm. you don't know anything about this girl. Like, you think what? You think you're right. gonna get each other's number? You are gonna text all summer yeah, and mean, come back? She might, man. she might change her mind. You might never see her again. That's always that's always when when dudes are all lined up together, like looking at girls. That's always when yeah. the most lying is done. It's like, oh, I could back her like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's like, like oh yeah. like they like oh I'm gonna walk up to her and just be like yo what's your sign and then you know what I'm saying <laughs> bang, 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 boom. relationship like that's how it got in the, in the head that's how easy you guys want to think it. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying I would be like whoopie whoop and that's it, it sounds ideal it's, it's trust me, like no, it do don't sound ideal it's just like <laughs> it's just not that's just not how it goes it's never like, how it works out never even at like the parties like it's yeah. it's never it never goes the way you think Mm-mm, not at all you you learn that quick once Sorry. once you're in the element um so yeah pretty much that second visit um solidified it i think for me a little bit more so in perspective yeah and also just like 
learning about the history and stuff like that and thinking about like me growing up into the person that I'm becoming, uh-huh. um, where do I need to be that's going to cultivate that the best? Do I need to be in a bigger school situation mm-hmm. with people who don't look like me? Or do I need to be kind of somewhere where I could be grounded for a bit and, um, you know, just meet some like-minded people and see what's, see what's going to happen from there? Because I'm not even sure what I want to do yet fully. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I made that choice to go to Hampton, and it was the worst choice. No, I'm joking. It was the best choice, you know, I, I made because, you know, just the people that I met along yeah. the way, just the genuine – um, friendships and connections and um, yeah just what my man's when he was talking about like finding your people yeah I found them and more so like that they find you like Ooh, yo, it was like it was yeah it was like a, I pulled up there first week NSO week um, I, I remember pulling up to the stadium like you get a sign like a big it's like a big little situation that's how small the school is whatever we got like a thousand kids maybe less in the class or something like that so you get a sign like an upperclassman or whatever is a big, yeah. Um, and I pulled into the stadium late, and everybody there looked like they're mad cool, connected, and be that it is HBC and a lot of students there from, um, like the DMV area, DC, uh-huh. Maryland, Virginia, in the South. A lot of them, you know, either were immersed like around people who look like them for like yeah. the longest, or a lot of them knew each other before pulling up. Before, to yeah. him. It was really so, super familiar. Yeah, no, I was super familiar. And it was like this clash of like different black folks. So you'd have like what W.E.B. Du Bois described as like the talented 10th uh-huh. and black middle class and also black nobility and also just like the lower fringes, like just all in one place. Mm-hmm. Do you think um, if you would have went to uh, like a, per- a high school or like came from an area that was predominantly black that going mm-hmm. to HBCU would hit the same? Um, no, it hit different. I would still go either, yeah. way, either way, but like yeah. it would probably be a little bit different for me in terms of like um, certain things maybe being an eye opener or not. But like, like I said, I was exposed to this from since like you know, I was a kid, yeah. so I kind of you know, you know what it was. I grew up like this, like I am. Everyone, like, that whole fringe of Oreo culture, mm-hmm. like, that stereotype, like, that yeah. in itself, um, it's non-existent because, like, you could pull up there and you could pull up, like, pe- to people from, like, like, the hood of hoods places and they still like the same things that you like because we all identify under the collective Black experience. True. So... The whole kind of Oreo thing is is kind of you know outplayed, and I you know I guess I guess now you kind of see it as like a power tactic used by certain power structures to make you feel a way I guess about yeah. yourself. Yeah, but it's, and then the um, whole the whole Oreo thing has always been weird because like the yeah. things that someone would have to like for you to view them that way, most <laughs> of the time is is something that in its origin was created by black people anyway. <laughs> so it's like, you would call so you like like niggas would call me or someone else or Oreo for listening to rock music and I'm like yo we like, yo we, <laughs> we, we we made this like if, like if anything I'm more I'm a I'm the I'm a chocolate Oreo 
know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the double stuffed chocolate Oreo for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm bumping some some uh, some Chuck Berry, this is this is I'm doubling you know down mean? on my blackness. You know what I mean? Like, y'all y'all never heard of Little Richard? Come on now, facts. <laughs> facts. Come on now. He he gave y'all this. <laughs> the originator. He said all that. You wasn't um, wearing skinny mustaches like that before Little Richard. Get out of here. Nah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like everything that is, I guess, perceived white or whatever, it is rooted in. In blackness, and so yeah, yeah I can I can listen I can listen to country music and be like, this is created by black people anyway. So and like all that pain and hurt and, and sorrow, yeah, that that comes from black trauma. Yeah, that definitely do come from black trauma. Do so. Do you think the being the being the year that twenty twenty was and like even twenty twenty one how it like started? Do you think this yeah. Black History Month kind of like kind of means a little bit more? Um. Hmm. Or is it just like it it's Black History Month? Like it should always be the it should always mean this much to us, or like does this one kind of feel a little different? Because to me, I feel like this one kind of feels a little different. I don't think it feels any different because I don't know. I think I just view Black History Month. As, well, I view Black History Month as every month, regardless. True. And uh, I, I think, yeah. and I think that's why, like, I don't want to say I'm apathetic like towards just the month in itself, but this month does give way for like, you know. Um, I guess people who don't normally and don't traditionally recognize this blackness uh-huh. to just kind of, you know, commune and give them a safety net. Oh, yeah, we're here recognizing this now. One, because cause it feels like we have to because now cancel culture has now found its way at our doorstep. Yeah. And kind of with all the stuff that happened like last year uh-huh. in terms of um, – just how chaotic how things were. And like I said, it's every year that this is, this happens. Happened, but, yeah. but because, you know, everyone's in the house and everything is uncertain and people have less and less things to do, people have more and more time just to sit down and, and watch mm-hmm. everything chaotic happening. And it became, I would say, the biggest, I think, well, I guess, like, as far as, like, Black Lives Matter goes and as far as just, like, just how things were just illustrated, like, it became, like, super heightened to the point where it's just like you could walk down the street and you see black lives matter sign like in every window of every business like mm-hmm. it's like it's biblical almost like how nicks were putting like blood on the door in yeah. egypt you t- and Holy <laughs> Ghost, it was like that yes. <laughs> like, yeah no 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 for real especially during <laughs> that like june july when like the marches was happening mm-hmm. every day um, everyone was super hypersensitive to it like it was it, the energy was different out in the street it was crazy like i would go i would go to i would drive to wegmans and <laughs> all the white people there you know i was I would walk in the door and I could I could feel I I could tell that my presence was being felt like white men were out here opening the door open for me and being like oh here you go I'm like yeah thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> thank, thank you yes yes you know what you hold my groceries <laughs> yeah yeah no, you're we're definitely being seen but like the yeah. opposite side of that was just like it was also a justification so it's just like damn all right. Well, true. Now yeah. I'm tired of being seen. I I feel like I just kind of want to like move in a box or a corner now because it's like, I'm, my face is plastered everywhere. Like my life is supposed to matter. It's supposed to matter anyway. But now it's being plastered everywhere, and now I'm just being stared at. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> you want to be exactly. It's like so, it's like being black in this is like I get. Yeah, it's like you go back and forth between being like, yes, this is a big deal. We should make it a big deal, and then being and then sometimes mm-hmm. being like, yo, like I I just want to I I don't want to be perceived today. I don't want to perceive. I just want to be me. Just chill out. Please. Yeah, <laughs> Please. And, I just want to chill out. And I, and I realized that I figured that was just a personal thing with me. I, I, I'm like, maybe I was like, oh, maybe it's a Scorpio thing. But <laughs> but no, it's like, I feel like everyone was having this feeling, especially during those times where it was like, you go back and forth between like, oh, I want to smoke racially, like, mm. like, walking, like walking around town and seeing a white person and screaming like, Profess to your sins out loud, and then, and then and then certain days being like, you know, I don't want to. I don't know if I want to be perceived as like maybe not not one like not being like I don't want to be perceived as black today, but like you, you feel that kind of like in in item. Yeah, you feel like you feel like story. you feel like racial pr- fatigue almost. Mm, it's yeah. like okay, like okay, I li- like you live this every day, mm-hmm. so it's like oh, like sometimes. You have the energy for it, and sometimes you just sick of it. Like sometimes I just want to drive to Seven Eleven and not have to like have a discussion with someone about something. It's actually funny that you said that because someone actually talked to me the other day or, or about like empathy burnout uh-huh, and yeah. like how like being empathetic to so many many causes. Like after a while, like it could cause you to burn out, mm-hmm. and you realize that you're burning out when you're questioning like, oh. I feel bad for not posting about this or whatever, or should I or whatever, and you don't, and you question those things, and you feel that's empathy, like yeah. burnout, and it's it's okay to feel that, it's okay like to burn out sometimes. All you, if as long as you recognize it, and I guess you have like certain like mechanisms like in place that like you know re-energize you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, for me it's it's music. For me it's going on drives or walks or whatever but like for someone else it could be like reading a book or whatever and um i don't know just investing in dodgecoin i don't know it could be, it could be anything you know what i mean yo so what what is what is stocks looking like for you right now are, are you have, have you dude, been dabbling let me know man, let, let me know man dog i've just i've just been looking at reddit posts i really want to get involved in robin hood because my my friend's like yo you gotta get this portfolio tap in bro yo tap in yo tap in and not just because it's a play on just like forex <laughs> so please but like robin hood is really just like okay all right cool this is at least like legitimate enough because it's basically setting up my own portfolio yeah so cool but um i just really just been just looking at reddit and just like all the posts and like i'm just really just looking like wow this is really a community of kids just online who are ready and prepared to bring down the establishment at any time and then they did and then it was it was wild if you say if you say forex three times in your bathroom some p- random person in a suit like pops in and asks you if you want to be your own boss. So no. I try to, I try to, I try to really stay away from forex niggas because they're, they're, they're like when people say, "Oh, I'm built different," they are really built different. But as far as like the stock thing, it's been so funny because it's like I'm trying to like because I'm I've been on I I downloaded Robinhood around like last June, like over the summer. So. Mm. 
I've always been like checking it. Like I, I, I've, I got a few like small stocks. I'm not like, I'm not like big time like throwing big money at places <laughs> or whatever. But you then know what I mean? you know you go on Twitter and you see people tweeting about yo AMC lit or <laughs> it's 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 Nokia or the GameStop shit. I'm like it puts you in a situation and you see everybody's like making this money. Everyone you see people t- t- like tweeting about just the like the highs and not every, like real people really know about stocks. Like the average mm-hmm. person on Twitter, the average person on Earth, they don't know about stocks. They don't know like, mm-hmm. you know, they they think oh you buy you put the money in and then the way and it goes up and you make money or it goes down and you have to jump out of building. Like there's no in between. Listen, if anything, the last two weeks have shown us and show that a lot of people did not pass econ. A lot of people did not, or not even that, just don't even remember just the basics of just econ. I was um, fucking, I was fucking playing uh, uh, Temple Run in econ. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to everyone who knows. I was, I was playing Fun Run. <laughs> Shout out to Fun Run. But yeah, nah, man, it's it's crazy, and it's like, what 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 like what do we do now? Because like Robin Hood was like, yo, y'all are making way too much money. We can't allow that. So we gotta shut it down, and then Elon Musk is tweeting about Dodge and Dogecoin, Dogecoin, and a lot right now. <laughs> every, well, yes, that's true. Elon Musk is tweeting a whole lot. Um, Elon, if you're listening to this, you might just want to chill out. Elon Musk, he, I think he likes to tweet at like he, uh, he'll he'll be like in a mood, and like he'll say to himself, "I'm gonna fire off just seven tweets off the cusp." When I think he needs to start. Doing the rev run in the bathtub with the Blackberry. The Blackberry, yo. Send one out a day, like one, hello, this is it. I feel like a lot of his ideas will flow more naturally. But because he's like rapid firing stuff out, it sounds ridiculous. And every tweet with God is love, E Musk or something. (laughs) God is love, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, no. I think think more people should tweet. More people should tweet from a bathtub. I think Twitter would be, you know, it wouldn't be as chaotic sometimes if everyone was tweeting from a bathtub. Yeah, I mean, you know, you guys should, because a bathtub, you don't want to assume, but, you know, someone has a nice little scent of candle going. You know what I mean? You know, you're chilling, you're soaking. You know what I mean? You're relaxing. And I don't know what type of, Content you'd be tweeting like at that state, but it'll be very relaxing. I could, I could tell you that centered. it wouldn't be, you yeah. know, what I mean, it'd be very centered, it wouldn't be as chaotic as, as we've been seeing things. Zen. But very, I mean, zen. Twitter's always been a very chaotic and zany place. I would just say that people are self aware about it more so in the past five years than its origins. And the Wild Wild S era we grew up in, I like to oh. deem that the Wild Wild West era we were like, like 2010. 11, yeah. 12, 13, 14, 15, yeah. those years, Twitter those years where, you know, high school, early college, um, anybody out there, like all them babies out there, born uh, 90, 95, 96, 97, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Even, yeah. even those before that, yeah, yeah. You, know what you, you know what we're talking about, but um, it was just unfiltered and no one was getting canceled so no. everything was everything was everything and 
Everything was everything. <laughs> everything really was everything, bro. Like there, there is some stuff I remember just talking about online. I even me with just like part of threads that you were in, like before oh, threads. Those we had to at people. <laughs> oh, when when the retweet was they, the the quote, they would have to tweet the the whole quote too with the with the parentheses, mm-hmm. and yep. and then what the, what you said. <laughs> that, that was crazy. On top of that, yeah, no. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people when they bring up how old Twitter was, and I think that's a perfect name for it, the Wild Wild West days of Twitter. I feel like mm. people think that just because we're reminiscing of it and being like, oh, it was it's like saying it was different doesn't always mean it was better that way. But mm. it was different, and I feel like we should be like just because we want to stay in the moment doesn't mean that that like we're saying that everything that happened was okay. There was a lot of wildness that, you know, I'm going to have to see, I'm going to have to see the Lord about the stuff I took. You know what I mean? <laughs> heaven's, heaven's gate, I'm waiting just, just to compile lists of just tweets, posts, text messages, probably videos, photos. This you? This you in 4K? This you? This you? This you? <laughs> and you there, you looking around like for help. I ain't nobody here to help you, bro. Is this, is this no, you? you tweeted this and... <laughs> And on on Ray J's internet, you tweeted oh, this, <laughs> and now you got to an answer for it. But honestly, I th- I live the kind of life where, no matter even though I've tweeted some wild stuff, I think I could confidently say I can answer for like ninety five. I can not, like at at least ninety five percent of my tweets I can answer for. Can, you can, can pull those up, and I could be like, this, this is what I was feeling. This was the emotion. This song was playing in the background. Yep. God, let me live. Yep. And um, even if I can't explain how I was feeling, don't worry about it. It's gone already. Yeah. You can't live in the past. But I made sure it was gone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> all, my, all of my tweets when Trap Soul had came out, yep. you got to let that go. You got to let that go. Yeah, that's hurt. <laughs> I remember, people were listening to Rambo and on online just not it it was Don't. unhinged. Don't. <laughs> no one said that. Everyone was doing it. No one was looking at the tweet in the draft and said no. Everyone was like, Nope, I'm doing it. And that's what happened. Yeah. That was yeah. great. It was like uh there were so many Twitter moments that like got felt so much raw because no one was trying to be politically correct. Everyone was just trying mm-hmm. to be funny or outrageous. Like when, mm-hmm. when Paul George broke, like severed his ankle. <laughs> Internet exploded. <laughs> Yo, it was crazy. Like injuries, like just viral moments kind of seemed different because everyone was looking for the most fucked up angle. And there's yeah. still Pete, there's still people who do that. Doesn't, there's very much still people on Twitter wilding, but I feel like more so everyone was wilding back then than Maybe like a, than a few choice like for I, like a choice few people. It was. It I, was stand. I stand. I stand. Hey, look, you gotta you gotta get there to progress. <laughs> sometimes you have yeah. to you have to go lower to go higher. Sometimes, like when you're walking on a hill, sometimes it'll dip, but then it'll come back up, just like stocks. And you know, saying we made it full circle. I had to check to see where where Dogecoin was at. I'm not gonna hold you. <laughs> Bro, I'm about to tweet out just something stupid tomorrow. Hey, yo, everybody, 
put all your money in the staples. Yo, 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 Circuit City, Circuit City, that's the one. Rocket emoji, rocket emoji to the moon. Hold the line. GameStop and Nokia's value temporarily became Fortune 500. GameStop ain't deserve any of that. For what they did to us on a constant basis, on a daily basis, they, they did us dirty. No, they did us, they did us, our generation specifically dirty, bro. Criminal. Uh, criminal. It's, it's not, there's no way I could buy a game for $60 <laughs> And three days pass by, <laughs> and it's still in the plastic. And you, they look at me like seven fifty. What? Seven fifty. This is selling for fifty dollars a game. <laughs> huh? What? They're, 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 the people at GameStop will be putting the five fifty nine ninety nine uh, sticker on the case while they're telling you, "Yes, yeah, seven fifty. What? I will, <laughs> I will rob your house." <laughs> before <laughs> I allow you to pay, give me seven dollars for this game, this is in, insane. What's this? The Yin Yang Twins saying that song, uh, 50, 11 times. <laughs> 50, 50, 11 times. <laughs> 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 no, that's crazy. Can I play with your petty line? Yin Yang Twins had some of the best music and. They had one of the best episodes of Cribs. Mm, Do you remember yeah. that episode of Cribs with the monkey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <them> cars, bro. <laughs> that was I miss I miss the Cribs era of I music because. All they all they do now on TV is so like repeat episodes real ridiculous. Uh, ridiculousness, yeah. You know? Just and like Rob De- I wanna know what Rob Deerdeck has on MTV for them to keep giving him shows like this. Like did he I, see he has blackmail footage? Like I didn't I, even know. I suppose it's just like one, they they keep throwing him the bag and two, like Crazy bag. Like the show the premise of the show is basically just a news feed and it's not even like an updated news feed, you know what I mean? Like that's what it feels like. It feels like I'm looking at outdated, outsourced viral content. Super that's outdated. not even as funny anymore because we live in a landscape where I can just check my phone any day and it's funny. And not even like Twitter or nothing like that. You can just watch the news or check the news. And laugh. Anything. The whole thing you know? is like, yo, remember this internet video from 2016? Yeah. Yo, Chanel West Coast. Know. Noah's Coast is gonna break it down for you. <laughs> did you ever, did you ever listen to Chanel West Coast's music? Yes, I did. Oh my god! I, I remember she did the ice cream paint job freestyle. I remember it was on her her MySpace. I remember I used to follow them on MySpace. And lo and behold, I'll let y'all know I was I used to watch Robin Big a lot. Oh yeah, Robin like, you know Big. I mean, like that was a good ass era. That and like early Fantasy Factory, like facts. That was that was cool. It's pretty cool. Where 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 you watch Young and Reckless happen? I I saw I watched I watched <laughs> Fantasy Factory and was like, oh okay, he has a he has a Colden brand called Young and Restless. That's and cool. It happened. And then, <laughs> and then it happened 
and then it, it became everywhere. mad popular. Like I'm like, wait a minute, Every, like mad niggas who like hood niggas who don't skateboard yeah. are wearing younger wrestlers. I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, is this the same younger wrestlers? I'm like, Jesus Christ, like how this happen? Like wow. Dude, I imagine his. I'm not even sure what his network he's. I'm about is, to say, but like, wait, I'm about to Google it right now. What do you think? <laughs> you to look it up. <laughs> I'm to look it up right now. What do you think his his uh his, his network, network? Bro, honestly, for for all that he's done, like for that in a larger culture, I imagine like maybe like three hundred mil, four hundred mil. Gotta be. He made a cartoon, bro. Like for a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like, I remember this. I remember this cartoon. Okay, so what would you say? It like 300, 400. Oof. As of as of as of August first, twenty twenty, his net worth is fifty, fifty mil. Oh wow, Jesus, this is way off. <laughs> fifty. But to be fair, you know, given he started off like robbing big, like skateboarding and baggy. Uh, uh, D, yeah, D, G, K, bro. <laughs> Yo, no, no one, no one who has ever wore DGK has ever been this rich. No, <laughs> not a single person who's ever wore DGK has ever been this rich. A skateboarder, like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, and he, he even rapped like brand, like skate brands that like I've, I messed with really. He was on Alien Workshop for a minute. I know. I remember that. Wasn't that him? Signed by. Mm-mm. No, he was. He was signed. A, he was signed to Alien Workshop. Um, I know. He uh, he was also sponsored by DC. Yeah, he was. He was. This is this is some this is some heavy. skate kid, some heavy skate kid talk. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like you know. I was, I was, I was real big into that in like middle school, and high school. Like I couldn't skateboard, but I loved playing skate so much that like I was super heavy into skate brands mm-hmm. and trying to get merch and stuff. Like yeah. I was, like you would see me in high school. Like is he wearing a <laughs> he's wearing a girl shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Like nah, it's girls and brand. Y'all want to brand? What you know? <laughs> what you know about Eric Costin? And tell me, tell me what you know. Tell me what you know about Nia Huston, bro. Like For, me, exactly. What, well, like, what was what was your favorite? What was your know? favorite skater skater merch brand brand back in the day? Honestly, I would have to say World Industries. That was mm. like my first like official official board. I forgot what yeah. size I had because I used to skate. Word. I, like heavily, like to the point it's just like I wasn't like good or anything, but I would try to like be good. Like I yeah. was doing something. Like, I could do. I remember the first time I did an alley, I flipped the fuck out. <laughs> uh, I flipped out, and then that's how I ended up like, gradually just getting the pop shovels. Yeah, and I couldn't successfully do a kick flip or heel flip, but I, I could do a pop shovel. I could manual, and I I could. I could switch really well. Like this is this is so I could knew my way around the board. Yeah. The last the last time I saw my world industry board, which is like the ninth grade, um, it got stolen on Halloween, and that was the last time I picked up a skateboard. Crazy. <laughs> it stole from I, you? They, yeah. Either that or like I forgot where I misplaced it, and it was just gone. So like, nah, I hated that. That I hate when you really into something, 
And the reason why you no longer do it is because of theft. <laughs> like, <laughs> that happened with me and Yu-Gi-Oh. Like <laughs> when I was oh, kid, no. when I was a kid, my mom got me this. She was like some some patient of hers or whatever, like said, Oh, you have a son here, give him this. And it was a Yu-Gi-Oh deck. And it was the it was the Joey Wheeler deck with the red eyes dark dragon. Man, I just want bragging. Yo, <laughs> I brought that. Sh- I brought that whole deck with me to school. Not ha- half the day. Pa- say first day, half the day goes by. I went in my book bag. Gone. They got me. They got me <laughs> for my Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and I was like, "This is ridiculous." I was so tight. I was like, "For real." I was like almost crying. I was like, "Y'all niggas go get me for my cards, my Yu-Gi-Oh cards." They, they robbed you for your Karibo, bro. Yes, <laughs> yes. They robbed you for your, yes. for your our magician, bro. <laughs> they, got me, they got me for my tokens, yo. They got you for your tokens? That's crazy. <laughs> crazy thing is, niggas did not fully know how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Until like, a certain point in time. Yo, until, like, until like 2009, niggas did not know mm-hmm. how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, you gonna tell me they know how to synchro summon? No, y'all didn't know how to synchro summon. <laughs> I didn't know how to start, I didn't know how to summon cards either. I went I went to one of those toy ways things because my homies was with it and I was just kind of vibing. And I'm playing this dude who knows what he's doing that has the mat or whatever. And I'm like, all right, word, I'm gonna play this card. And he, he's like, you can't play that card. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, so any bitches coming? What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> So okay. I know there's, there's there's like twenty dudes in here and I not one girl. So what's up with that? I'm trying to synchro summon some bitches. Like what's up? Was <laughs> 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 good. You know, yeah, I don't know the the card games. I was Yu-Gi-Oh was never really my thing that much. Like I, I messed yeah. with it, but I used to just I, collect the cards. Yeah, fast. Really? After my cards got stolen, I was like, I can't do. I was a rat. That was a wrap. I used to watch the show. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember um used to watch the Bridge series. I used to watch a lot of Bridge series. Oh, yeah. Like, a, a lot of, like, yeah. television shows and anime and stuff like that. There was a heightened period of, on YouTube where it's just, like, all you would watch when you come home. Not even an actual show, the Bridge series. A Bridge series for everything. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's always been – I've always enjoyed the Bridge series for most shows more than, like, the actual shows mm. in a lot of cases. Yep. Yeah. But, like, this is, like uh, – this is really the comedy. I don't care what's going on in the if other any, ones. Me and my creative mind, it gave me the idea back then. Like, I wanted – I wanted – I was just making, like, short films and stuff like that on, like – yeah. Windows uh, Media Maker, like the movie maker. Remember that? Oh, and like how like man. glitchy and shoddy and all the transitions and all that stuff. I used to make like AMVs on that. Like mad, like, mad, heavy, mad, you know? mad wipe transitions, mm-hmm. mad star mad, wipes. Mad what star wipes, mad, <laughs> mad uh <laughs> Mad uh, gifts, mad just gifts, bro. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pitch, pitch. It's where you screen record. So like <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing but slideshows, slideshows with music. And if it, Matt, dudes always, it was always gonna be a picture of a car they thought looked cool, or like something from a show. Just I, oh man, that that gives me so much memories. That was most yeah. of YouTube was just yeah. slideshows made with Windows Media Player before before the algorithm kicked in. What it did, you know, it was crazy. Pure, 
it was just vibes. It was just really just like there was only select viral content, and then it was just random stuff. And it was a mm. deep dive. You didn't know what you were gonna find. You didn't know how you're gonna find it no. if no one told you about it. Fact. And so you would just you would delve into it. And this was before like the news landscape permeated YouTube and all uh, YouTube, <laughs> YouTube. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> um, so like it was it was purely fun. And then Google bought it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then and then, then, then you know it got a little less lit. Yeah, but um, now go ahead. No, I was just saying. I would say like it was. It's fun today, and it's been fun in the recent years because like the cool thing about that YouTube algorithm mm-hmm. using Google Metrics and stuff like that is the fact that you can find all sorts of crazy music, and like it puts you onto a lot of like different stuff. Yeah, I think it's true. the best music algorithm. I'd say Spotify's next. Uh-huh. And then you know how Apple Music is. So <laughs> people, people uh, on uh, Apple know. Music like to pretend that it's better. You know, but and I like using Apple Music most. But <laughs> it's just the the al- I just, the algorithm for Apple Music is just so like complicated. It's, bad, it's so bad. Like it's so it's bad that like I contemplate being like, damn, maybe Jay Z was right. Maybe I need to go on title. Like, right, it, <laughs> like. <laughs> Why am I paying? And then they like I feel like you pay this much just for it to not be lackluster. And then people who want to ride for Apple Music be like, "Nah, y'all just broke." Like, what? What does that have to do? <laughs> what does that have to do with the algorithm? Like, it's, it's, it's the same price as Spotify. <laughs> Basically, like if you got the student email, which you could abuse for the rest of your life, um, <laughs> if you want to. Yeah, but student gets um, for real. It's not a matter of being broke or not. It's just there's just better platform. I've seen they've been trying to get better, but like you get on Apple Music, is like, oh, we see that you like Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist and um, Moody Man. Uh, you probably like Martin Garrix and uh, <laughs> who's, I don't know, probably NBA YoungBoy or something. And I'm just like, okay, it's, it's like Netflix. <laughs> the Netflix recommendations yeah. will be like, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, we saw you watched uh, Human Centipede. We recommend B movie. <laughs> uh, I guess they're both insects. <laughs> oh, bro, hell is so hot. Um, <laughs> True. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Um, not, and it says ninety six percent match too. So like. You know that what I'm talking about, like on like yeah. for stuff that you were like ninety six percent matched to the English that'd be like okay, I'm, all right. Yeah, you ever you ever cool. see your Netflix recommendations and it says ninety six percent match and you be looking and like you like, think you think this is a match you think, for me? You, you think I'll watch this? You think this lowly is me? Exactly. Really? I'm like that's what I was on a square with my TV. I'm like you think well, I fight? I fought dudes for less Netflix. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight a platform. Yeah, I'll, I'll I will fight you. I will fight you. I'll, I'll like, fight it, and then I, I'll cancel it. But then again, like I don't have to because I don't pay for my Netflix. So <laughs> okay, hey gang gang, hey gang gang, hey hey all right, you know what I mean? Like, like, everybody out there that just uses yo, people, just hey, like, not even using people, just using other like logins. I shout I will out, support. Shout out to people who. Or letting people use their Netflix or Hulu or HBO Max. Y'all Amazon. are your Amazon. Y'all are the real heroes. You know what I'm saying? Y'all 
y'all the real MVPs, and you know what I'm saying we we really appreciate you. We want to we want to I want to use my platform to <laughs> shine some light on the people who say, you know what, create a profile, you got it. Just don't mess up my recommendations, and it's all love. We got some we got we got a bunch of questions uh, that you know people need to, need to get some answers to. Uh, the first one I think is a really good one because I feel like it's very like a good overview. But um, what's the craziest trend slash famous thing you saw come out of quarantine? It's the craziest trend I've seen come yeah, out. Yeah, like of like the quarantine trend in the past year. Um, to me, I'm gonna say, remember when everyone was baking bread? Uh, maybe I follow a lot of right people. Yeah, but everyone was yeah, like, yo, yeah, I nah. people, yo, I got this. Yeah. I'm making a, I'm making some brioche. I'm making some sourdough. I'm like. When did, yeah. What about being inside makes everyone just I, want to bake I think, bread? I think my favorite and the funniest is there. Uh, niggas getting hit to Za. <laughs> like, <laughs> Zaza. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, the Zaza, bro, and the Zaza pack. Like, like people Yo. are really going out of their way just to find out, like, about, like, these genetic hybrid cross and get totally plat. They talk about it. You know how people be online and they put like nugs in the camera. Yeah, super close. Double close. Double close to the camera. Like, look at these crystals. Like, dog, it's weed. It's it's still weed. Like, it doesn't matter. The rise and fall of runts, I want to say, has been one of my favorite things about the quarantine. Because everyone's like, yo, I got runts. It's like, what the hell are runts? And then Obama runts. Like, Donald Trump, MAGA runts. Everyone gets their own brand of runts. <laughs> yeah, speaking of it, even like the extent of that, just like um the pack pack watch. Yeah, pack watch. Real. I think is probably one of my favorite when turns to when yeah. just just fucks up, or just like in general, just like we just toasting up together, bro. Like it was cool. Like after like the end of the election, bro. Like we finally saw the result, and like everybody collectively was, you know, celebrating for their own reason, whatever of course. And yeah. then like you go online, or you see hashtag Trump pack watch, light it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like when uh, new Trump pack touching down that pack um, in the air, you know Mike Pence pack. <laughs> like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Um. Uh. What else? Like, who else? Who else got rolled up in pack? Oh, with the niggas that invaded <laughs> the capital. <laughs> who else got rolled up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, the the Q the QAnon on Pack Watch. QAnon Pack, you know what I mean? All bro? of that. All of that. Um, All right, so next question. Oh, this one is deep. Uh what are your thoughts on uh the afterlife? Ooh. I'm gonna take a shot for that one. <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead. Fire off the eighteen. Is that the is that the bottle that pours the shot for you? Nope. nope. Oh, I think so. I don't know. I'm gonna be able to tell you, but all I just know is I'm a I'm a big fan of eighteen hundred tequila. I love I love a good I love a good respasado. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That agave gets you gets you right. Either it either make you real happy and excited or. You're gonna listen to your Siri suggestions, telling you to text that girl at whatever time, and you put in an urge. So instead, you yeah. just, you just, you just, you're yelling into the void, and hopefully someone's hearing you. Yeah, that got dark. Maybe that might be my views on the afterlife. But. <laughs> 1800. My views on the afterlife. 1800. 1800. I mean, <laughs> to, I mean tequila has, has put me in a lot of a lot of peculiar situations, like. There was this one time 
I went to go visit one of my homegirls, and we copped some Casamigos. And Casamigos mm. is a really dope tequila. And then we went, we had this mm-hmm. bright idea, because it, it was summertime, so it was, so we had this bright idea of word. Let's <laughs> is, this is a great, I, I love the, you know, what, what we're going to put alcohol in. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to Dunkin' Donuts and get some coladas. <laughs> the ga- when they had the Galaxy coladas, we get the Galaxy coladas oh. and put Casamigos in there. And then we go to Hoboken and chill and we're just chilling around. And then fast forward, I'm not even, I'm not even really, I'm not even drunk. Like, I, this tequila is just in my stomach and it's not agreeing with the choices I made that day. I'm at a drive. I'm at the drive-through for Wendy's. I'm mm. driving. We pull up to the drive-through window, and I feel it. You know when you're about to puke and you feel it, and you know it's mm. coming, so you're just trying to prepare. I had <laughs> I had this plastic old navy bag in my first seat of my car, <laughs> and I kept it there because I'm like, I'm gonna need this, and I'm glad it was there. And meanwhile, I have I'm in the car. It's like. Maybe eleven o'clock at night. I have I have two women in my car with me. They're <laughs> fighting about something, <laughs> and I pull up. The Wendy's driver's like, "Oh, however much whatever I got from Wendy's was." He opens the window. I yak right and in the back. You right in front of her. No, matter of fact, matter of fact, I think I handed him my card to pay for it. And while <laughs> he's doing the thing, he was, he was doing a I transaction. Puke, I puke, right, middle transaction. I puke in the bag. Oh, right, bro! It, it all goes in the bag. <laughs> it all got, it, it was clean. It was the cleanest throw up I've ever had in my car. <laughs> like everything was neat and tidy. It goes all in the bag. I'm like, I reached my hand out for the card. The dude in the drive thru is looking at me like, yo, are you good? <laughs> like, because to his, for his perspective, I pull up, I hand him the card, and I just puke. <laughs> and then he hands me my food back and money or whatever, and I drive off, and he's just like, yo. Like, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm, out. He remembers that. Oh, we know. I I promise. I promise y'all that drive-through attendant at Wendy's <laughs> will never forget the day I I ran through that um that drive-through and changed and changed this week. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, that perspective changes life. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, and that's why. <laughs> and, and going back to the afterlife, I feel like that's really what it is. It's that's all about per- it's all about perspective. Yeah. You know, mm, like sure. you, you can feel, and then and then they they, they say like when you're, you're dying, your brain releases so much dopamine that it can feel like it can, you could be in a state that feels like if you were in it for years or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it can create any illusion in your mind. So whatever you believe the afterlife is, your brain could probably create that for you in death, to which you would mm-hmm. see it. So. Honestly, anything can happen. Really, uh, that's really? that's my answer. It could be whatever you want know. it to be. Really, for real, like, it could be a flash. It could be, I don't know, maybe reincarnation. Um, I don't know. Who who knows? There's powers beyond me that I just don't understand, and I don't think I fully try to understand it. Past but, like, life, future life. You know what I mean? Like fast life. 
That's life. <laughs> that's life. Fast money. Fast money. <laughs> you know what I mean? life. Debt life. <laughs> Jet lag. Checks. Next. All that. Um, all that. What's uh, next? All that. All that. <laughs> all I know is just when I go, cremate me and turn me into mulch and plant me as a tree, <laughs> and that's it. That's all I ask. Yeah, just, just make sure they play the acoustic version or uh, piano cover coding crazy. You know, I'm somewhere. Yo, or like an orchestra. That's all I want. Yup. Or, or an mm-hmm. orchestra. That's that's all I really really want, and I already made sure that certain people like make sure they do that. We don't <laughs> sure too much. Do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, <laughs> this this is this is a good one. How can <laughs> you might have, you might need to pour another shot for this one? Nah, how worry. can how can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? <laughs> <laughs> these are great questions. I love I love these questions. <laughs> How can mirrors be real? <laughs> How can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? And did you know our eyes weren't real? This is this. I was today years old when I realized our eyes aren't real. Probably not, cause bro, I can't see my own eyes. <laughs> I can't see my own eyes. You can barely see your own nose. Hmm? Yeah, barely. Like you only see the tip of your nose. And yeah. I remember just like being a kid. And trying to, I think that was my first understanding of existence. Yeah. And just like you four or five, or just, I could see them. I could see them. They could see me, I, but I can't see me. And I'm just looking <laughs> around. I'm four or five. Six, and the older you get, the more you think Yo, about it. But like, I'm looking around crazy. like, why can't I see my own face? I can see my hands. I can see like everything else in front of me. But like, am I a person? And, like, your idea of your face is what you see in the mirror. Yeah. But someone else could see your face totally different. Totally how different. you perceive yourself. And, like yeah. you said, when we're talking about perspective, how you see yourself and how uh-huh. someone else sees you, totally different. And it's so it's so crazy. It's so crazy to think about. So eyes probably aren't real. We was, we was really four or five years old trying to contemplate mm-hmm. existence yep. while, while playing <laughs> GameCube. <laughs> while trying to learn colors bro like yeah that's crazy that, you want to think about it that's insane how we require so much of kids when it comes to education while they're trying to contemplate their own existence but you want them to learn pemdas yeah pemdas and like how they socialize and how they attach themselves to certain people and things yeah um but yeah we worried about about pemdas and such but i don't and, know and, and, feed, and feeding them kids cuisines yeah, which is all right. Which is the hallmark for us? I remember the pudding. I remember the brownie the and brownie. there being the, being crack. But like the nuggets, it would hit or miss for me. But I would eat them. Like I would eat it. And the like, mac and cheese, the, the mac and cheese being. Eh. But yeah. I would think it's the best thing in the world until like I remember reading like the nutrition facts like recently at the back. I was like, I was putting this in my body that my parents were putting it like letting them like. Yo, the, that, body, you bro. thought you thought this box that came in the freezer with this penguin on it <laughs> was be full of nutrients? I don't think they, I don't think they had any vegetables in kids' cuisine. No, it was all just they, meat and starches. <laughs> and it's and like pudding. fresh cooked meat, bro. Like this is all rehydrated meat and like nah. stuff. Like it, it wasn't good, but everything in there was just flavoring. Do do you remember like the the special limited edition lunchables like the mm-hmm. breakfast ones? They had the breakfast joint, and then they had like the you know how like EA Sports had big, 
Yes, yes, the lunch, the big lunchables. Yeah, the big lunchables. Yeah, the mighty lunchables. They had the yeah. lunchables, the mighty joints, and then they started packing like the big ass hokies in there. <laughs> yes, like, I remember lunchables used to give you soda. They, I'm old enough yeah. that lunchables used to give you the can yeah. of soda. Yeah, that's blasphemous now. <laughs> before they're acting, you're saying like you can't do that anymore. <laughs> you 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 could go to federal prison for giving kids soda now, but Lunchables used to give you the can of cola with <laughs> with the hot dog or the burger. <laughs> that, that was crazy. They used to give you a and, glizzy. They used to have the glizzy Lunchable. <laughs> and you could eat it like raw. That was the you have a raw glizzy. Raw, the, the, gli- the raw glizzy Lunchable. That's insane. Yeah, with a cola on the side. And then that, you had, like, the pizza. And it wasn't even, pizza. like, tomato sauce. It, you just put in just, like, whatever whatever that was, the pizza joint. Cold. That was my favorite. Cold. Was Cold pizza. It was cracked. Really was. It was cracked. The sauce was cracked. The they had the, was cracked. I remember they had the, they had the cinnamon roll one. Was dope too. Yeah, yo, I was the man at school when I brought that. <laughs> we brought I, that was, I was the man, and like people always say, it, but it's it's so it's such it's so much deeper than that because you would go to school and no one would fuck with you at all, and then one day you bring in a lunchable and everyone's like, "Oh my god, you're the, you're you're their favorite person," and it's like this, and you know it's not gonna last. So you're trying to like you know. savor it. You know it's not gonna last. Like you know that oh. as soon as they digest this food, all these feelings are gone. They're gonna evaporate. Mm-hmm. They love you one day, and then the next day is who are you? You who know what I'm saying? You? And, and then, then, then you there looking like you don't forgot what I gave y'all. You don't forgot what I brought here to the table. Like y'all was like, starving y'all. without me. Y'all was starving. Y'all was starving. Y'all was starving like, without me. with the ones you were breaking bread with, nigga. Like, come on, bro. Like, Yo, no. hey, hey, hey. That's <laughs> the thing about betrayal. It never comes from your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> y'all let that sink in. It sounds like a bunch of quotable stuff. <laughs> yeah, nah. I'm I'm definitely gonna listen to Mad Jada Kiss after this and just vibe uh, out. These uh, <laughs> are old Facebook posts. Yeah, no, for real. About one hundred facts. Um, if you ever double cross me, I'm the realest person. But I'm the, I'm the. Those are posts that even get me upset. Like on Twitter, like people like who just like bolster their personality to the point it's just like. Nah, it's, it's, just, it's just like I'm such a nice person. I can't believe why people do this to me. Dog, shut up. That's probably why people do that to this you. That's why I would do this to you. In a heart, I would do that like, to you in a heartbeat because you post yeah. stuff on Facebook like that. The people is like it's it's the two things that I that I find immensely funny. It's the people who are always posting like loyalty. What is what's that? Um, everybody is snakes. I don't trust <laughs> no one. <laughs> oh, at like eleven thirty a.m. on a Tuesday, and, then it's, <laughs> and, it's, and it's the LA, and my favorite is the LS, LLC Twitter people, where it's like, oh if my you, God. you give me a million dollars or a book on how to make a million dollars, I'm taking the book because I'm <laughs> or like, oh, <laughs> and they be the ones that are wearing too tight suits and wearing they're not even like good like too tight suits from Zara. Oh and, no! And, or H and M, and they talking about how like their their growth sector put them pretty much like in an upper six figure range. Meanwhile, they had no crib. 
<laughs> Yo, they, they got no crib. They got a B and B every weekend. Don't ever use the phrase growth sector. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, not I'm not sorry. you, no, not you. No, but I'm just saying in general to anyone else, like don't say that to me. <laughs> My girl, you had me at Zara, really, to be honest. Like I'm so happy I can't fit nothing at Zara because that's it's everyone who wears Zara is always once you put on the article of clothing, you're always on something different. Like you can't yeah. just chill. It's always like oh uh bit Lincoln build. I think that was also like even back to the HBCU thing. Like yeah. that was that was like a big part. Like like L- there's there's a culture sect on campus of LLC just people. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Like, no. like they're individually like people cool. Don't even like, individually people cool as a group. Oh my god. Yeah. No. Like, and, and, when like a bunch when a bunch of like the the entrepreneur people get together, <laughs> and start you know. Uh, Let's build, let's build, let's build, let's build. It's, it's, it's like gnats. It's like gnats. You know, you're like when you when you're into summertime and you see just one gnat. That's not really that big a problem. But when you when you're walking and you walk into the group of gnats, nah, everywhere, all that for twenty minutes. That's the issue. There's a bunch of people yeah. being like, I go to a grocery store and tell them to bring the groceries back because I'm gonna eat regardless. Like. <laughs> Alright, 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 relax. Yo, like, Where's your crib? Like, nah, like dude, like where's your crib? You gonna need grind. You call you call you calling the dude that puts you on big bro. And that's not <laughs> even like your bro. Like y'all not even y'all not even cool like that. You made him more money before you were able to make any money at all. And you're not even making money because you still owe someone else some money. Nah man. It's at this I think I feel like people. I feel like LLC Twitter and most kind of dudes ruin the phrase "big bro" because <laughs> at its core, it's such a it's a wholesome like it's, it's so an innocent, innocent phrase. It's an innocent phrase, but because of like Lincoln Build Twitter, the whole "big bro" thing is turning into this like I don't know. Like "big bro" is now it's like some you don't call someone "big bro" unless they're like heavily profiting off of you. <laughs> and and like you know what I'm saying like it's it, it's not the same anymore like yeah, now call someone yeah. call someone big bro could mean like an insult now or yeah, I mean, you have yeah, a girl yeah. like, or like women t- yeah women are sort of being like oh I can't be with a dude if he calls someone big they call bro. someone big bro because now that's anonymous for daddy I guess <laughs> nah. Yo, nah, chill. Imagine you with a girl and instead of calling you daddy, she called you big bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, bro. I be I used to call it like, certain joints. I was with this big dog sometimes. Every big dog, day. big dog is different though. Big dog, big dog. Big, I don't know, big, big dog. It's up to you. <laughs> big dog, big dog is different. I I support that. Calling calling your shorty big dog is funny, but like yeah, if like, she every, like every now and then, yeah, yeah. But if she's like, oh yeah, you got it, big bro. I'm like, we gotta break up. <laughs> like break, we gotta break up. You, we gotta delete. We have to stop communicating because clearly. This is a every girl I know who called me big bro. I stopped talking to. Yeah, that's <laughs> become like it's crazy how like the word daddy would be that is no longer taboo, and I think that's the big brother and the big bro. That's I've, definitely yeah. taboo. I've that's never, just, like, I've <laughs> never, I've never felt comfortable with it. I like ever like 
especially girls who I knew their dads. I'm just like, don't do that. Like, if if I asked you to do it and you did, and but like I never asked. But I know some dudes ask girls to to like ask girls to call them that. But like I'm girls who just say it off the cuff. I'm like, you gotta chill. That's always takes it takes me all the way out of it. I I think if you know. I think okay. So I'm the benefit of the doubt. Uh if you know this young woman for like a while, whatever, and then it just yeah. gra- and it just happened or whatever, it doesn't even have to be like in a sexual act. It could be sexual non whatever. Um, and you just hear it. Um, in your head you're thinking everything, but like after a while, if you're used to that person you care about, I don't know, like you just it's just it is what it is. It's just it's <laughs> not that's not your name. Like you know, like you know the parameters, you just like you kinda you kind of get not into that, but you just like, oh, all right, well, that's kind of all right. If, if she if she, if she call you daddy, can you still be like, yo, why are you calling me out my name? Is <laughs> 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 right, she still calling you out your name? <laughs> Technically, yes. Like, can you have an issue with that? I don't know. Like, I I've had and there was one time. I you know what thing is? It be, I feel weird about it when girls that I saw in that way call me that. But when it's a girl that like, ma, I don't even look at you in that way, at all. Like they said, like this one girl who I was like, we are just friends, like plutonic, yeah, strictly plutonic and nothing else. We was at Dave and Buster's, and she was like, she was like, oh, of course, whatever you want. It's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Strictly, Dave and Buster's is if if you go to Dave and Buster's and we don't get nothing to eat, it's strictly plutonic. <laughs> like I'm strictly here to play Time Crisis and nothing. Else. Don't try to don't try to hold my hand. Don't try to kiss me. Don't try to do nothing else unless you're trying to. Put in some tokens and come through with the grenade launcher. When it's, when it's, when it's two two player, you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, look, it's, it's strictly is nothing. This girl go, business. We was we was next to the horse races, <laughs> and she is gonna lay a a a, um, a a stray daddy off to me. I'm like I'm, I left. I like walked away from her. I'm like, don't call me. Don't do that. Don't don't like we're in public, all right? Who knows? No, who knows who heard that? Now they looking at me like, oh, <laughs> Is I that guess her factual father. I guess that's I guess that's daddy. And you know what? She was that <laughs> short, and so I'm I'm like oh, I'm way bigger than her. So the optics oh, nah. of it, nah. I was like, you gotta chill. The steady, uh... like you, know, you gotta call me by my full name. You gotta call me by my full government name. Please, wow. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm not, I'm not into any of that whatsoever. Yeah. But yeah, but I, is it, isn't it double standard? Because I feel like most dudes who don't like being called daddy, if they're dating with, if they're messing with a girl who's Spanish, they don't mind being called poppy though. I'll say yeah, it's a double standard. But also, I think maybe people are afraid to hear that because they're afraid of their more own morality. I heard that from somewhere else. But like, mm. like they're afraid. Like, you know what I mean? Because that's. That's something that every well, not I can't say every, but like that's something that someone could become. You know what I mean? Someone could be a father. <laughs> I could someone eventually could be, become someone's dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, mother, something like that. People, people maybe could be afraid of that. I don't. I'm not even sure. But like, I thinking about it explicitly, like in layman's 
terms like insects, like shit like that. After just I don't know, just after just, just getting some draws or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, let me make your bed for you, day. Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. All right, cool. Like, all right, all right. And it, it do something for for my ego. And I'm not willing to talk about like my ego or like prince about it or none of that. But it's just like that do something, like to me, like the smallest part. But like, like you said, if some random young woman who I'm just meeting or whatever just felt so comfortable saying that, I would probably stop talking to her. <laughs> I, that would it would it would have to it would have to it would turn into okay, why do you feel yeah, the need to call me? This? The need to and then, and now we're and now we're unpacking whatever <laughs> trauma you got going on at at in this public place because yeah. I, I gotta know like why do you say these things to me? Because yeah. every girl who's ever called me that I've known I've met their fathers and I've and I'm completely freaked out because now I'm like because <laughs> I don't want to I know I'm I'm different than other guys but I don't want to be in the position where I meet your dad and I'm like yeah she called me daddy too I don't want to be in that position that's, I don't I don't ever, and when that's not my personality I don't that's not I don't exactly. like that. You know what I mean? That's I'm not, not a flex to contest. Me. <laughs> yeah, not, not with your contest. dad. Yeah, not with you your dad. I mean? I'm trying to be cool with your dad. <laughs> I'm just trying to just, just talk to your dad like like he like he's a bro. So like, yeah, I don't want to be put in that position like that. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's unsavory. Yeah, and I think I I never had to be put in that position. But I know people who have been, and like they, it just hasn't. Nah, it's fun. it's. It's definitely it's, it's not kosher. I would definitely say it's not kosher. The but, other side of it around is the overprotective dad or uncles that come on a play or whatever. Like mm-hmm. they pull up and just, just start beaming and asking just mad. And never, that never happened to me either. But I know just people that happened to just like you got a gun. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, I right. protect or whatever. Or, or just or just stuff like that. Just like whatever. Yeah. My man's just like, yo, just like the fuck out <laughs> like stop all this like what, what are you doing on this captain for so it's just yeah it's there's there's a two-sided coin to everybody's daddy issues because everybody's got daddy issues <laughs> and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's, it's always the girls with the overprotective fathers or like siblings who be walling it out the most and mm. and it's crazy like it's like whenever every time i've dated a girl and her friends have given me like the obligatory, oh, if you hurt her feelings, you know what I'm saying we gonna get you. Like, don't you hurt her? And mm-hmm. I've uh, and I've always said this. I've always had the same answer. That I'm like, all right, what? What if she hurts me? Like, what are you gonna do if she hurts me? <laughs> I've, had, I've had my ex's friends tell me straight up, nothing. <laughs> We're not gonna do anything if she hurts you. Why won't we do anything? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, I just wanted to open up the dialogue. Wow. Now, nah, because the more I'm thinking about it, because like, not. Well, I'm just thinking about all like the cases that I've been in. Everything has been yeah. pretty neutral. I've always tried to keep myself neutral, regardless mm-hmm. of whatever situation I'm in. That's being truly neutral in those yeah. situations is great because no one knows what to think of you. That's like the best thing. When no one knows what to think of you, you can do anything. You could you could move around because no one's trying around. to pop you. You know what I mean? There's maneuverability, and it's not something that you think about. Like if you're truly neutral, you just don't mm-hmm. think about it. <laughs> you just be the best you can be, which is just you, like in places. So as long as you're just nice, as long as you have manners, you know, don't be a dick. 
That's it. That's, that's yeah. the secret. Have manners. Yeah. Don't be a dick. I feel like those are the two golden rules that we could take away. That's true. We could take meeting parents. You know. Yeah. Have manners. Don't be a dick. For real, and most and most things in life, just mm. good manners. Don't be a dick. That's yeah. it. Um, thank you for doing this. Like this was this was pretty dope. I appreciate this. This was. I feel like some great talks happened. We really broke bread. We <laughs> we, we baked bread. <laughs> we baked. Oh God! <laughs> Not the sire though. Um, you want to uh, plug? You want to plug any of your socials? Your Instagram? I know you got a um, you got a live set coming up on Sunday. No, nah, actually, I had to reschedule because the Super Bowl's on Sunday. Oh, so, like, word. I'm I'm doing back to back. Uh, next Friday, next Saturday, uh-huh. 8 p.m. Yeah. Um, come one and all at lightweight J light underscore uh, weight underscore J L I G H T underscore W E I G H T underscore J. Uh huh. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm doing a DJ set and coming out with the with the little project, you know, after maybe around my birthday. We are finna see if Distro Kid is fucking with the kids. Oh, um, shout out to Distro Kid. Yeah, you know what I mean? Put in put an independent artist and you know, people on um on this electronic, you know, house kind of wave and you know, I'm I'm seeing where this is gonna kinda take me, but you know, it's called demos. Uh we finna see. But I appreciate Word. you, dog, for having me. Hey, of course. Once, once we, once you put up the reggae clip and said, "This is the energy I'm trying to be on," I was like, "I have to bring this energy to the platform." So I mean, I'm glad I got the, I got the spaz. <laughs> <laughs> spaz, yeah, man. No, appreciate it, and uh, definitely on the lookout for that for for those sets and those demos. The stuff I've been peeping has been very dope, so I'm definitely looking forward to those.